With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Some new developments as police search for the person who murdered a young man in Georgetown Friday morning. Radio K-Man's Felicia Rankin-Solens reports. A Honda Fit in the vicinity of Crew Road, Georgetown, that is believed to be the vehicle involved in the murder that occurred on Friday, September 29th, has been recovered by the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service. The police also released the identity of the man murdered. It is 25-year-old Devonte Alejandro Hernandez of Georgetown. The RCIPS are following numerous lines of inquiry and investigations are ongoing. No arrests have been made. Detectives are appealing for witnesses to come forward and anyone with information is encouraged to call the RCIPS Major Incident Room at 649-2930. Anonymous tips can be provided directly to the RCIPS via their confidential tip line at 949-7777 or rcips.ky. Tips can also be submitted anonymously on caymancrimestoppers.com. I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. An attempted murder trial is now in its final stages. Here's Radio K-Man's Jevy Ebanks with the latest from the courts. Closing arguments concluded today in the attempted murder trial in Grand Court. I'm Jevy Ebanks and I have the details coming up. Crown Counsel Scott Wainwright concluded his case against Druvon Elvis Kirtley Ebanks today. Ebanks is charged with attempted murder and possession of an unlicensed firearm. The charges stem from a 2022 shooting outside the power supply bar in Marquis Plaza. The prosecutor told the jury that they had all the evidence they needed to be absolutely sure Ebanks was guilty of the charges against him. He reminded the jury that the crime was captured on CCTV footage, that the victim identified the suspect to the police and again in the photo identification process. The prosecutor also told the jury that at the time of the crime, those involved were in a well-lit parking lot an arm's distance away, underscoring the point that under those circumstances, it would be possible for the victim to accurately identify the person he had an altercation with on the night. Defense counsel Amelia Fossahini told the jury that the prosecution did not provide enough evidence to return a guilty verdict. She said the burden of proof is on the Crown Counsel, and the evidence provided makes it clear her client is not responsible. She told them that the CCTV footage from the building at the incident and the additional footage retrieved from the government's own CCTV camera system did not show the same time frame, to which she says her client could not be in two places simultaneously. She further noted to the jury that when making their decision, they must make it on absolute certainty, and failure to be sure is the fault of the Crown, and in that case, the jury should return a not guilty verdict. Honorable Justice Cheryl Richards also began her summation to the jury. After her summation, the jury will be sent to retire. Jevy Ebanks, Radio Cayman News. Bodentown West MP Chris Saunders submits the Consumer Protection and Guarantees Bill 2023 to be gazetted and available to the public for consultation. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. Bodentown West MP Chris Saunders may no longer be a member of the packed government, but that isn't stopping him from submitting a bill. Mr. Saunders says the bill marks a significant step forward in ensuring that consumers in the Cayman Islands are afforded comprehensive protection in their inter interactions with businesses and service providers. A couple of months back, we were, one of my constituents actually bought a car. And the car was basically in and out of the garage, brand new car, spanking new, and has been given not much trouble. I mean, she has now a farmer to take care of and a 40-something thousand car loan for the next five years stuck with this car. And that's actually what prompted me to start the process. What he found was that a lot of work had already been done, dusting off 2016's draft legislation. The Law Reform Commission did the work. The Legal Draft Department did the work. And technically speaking, 
those people were paid for by the public first. So in essence, the taxpayers of the country paid for a bill that just sat there and went absolutely nowhere. So my view is since they already paid for it, we might as well do something with it. That said, the bill needed to be updated, and Mr. Saunders says he learned just how difficult, expensive, and time-consuming the process is. Normally, private members bring motions, not bills. He expressed appreciation to all of the lawyers and legal experts who assisted and is encouraging everyone to read the bill when it is gazetted and to reach out to their elected representatives and ask them to support this, quote, long-overdue bill. Reporting for Radio Cayman News. I'm Dion Anglin. Mr. Saunders says the bill addresses a wide range of issues, including enhanced product safety, improved transparency, and establishing efficient and accessible mechanisms for consumers to seek redress in cases of product defects, fraud, or unfair business practices. It also calls for a new commission to take action against businesses that engage in deceptive or unfair practices, ensuring the law is upheld and that consumers are protected. The Bodentown West MP says he has his sights set next on the National Conservation Act. The Progressive's opposition says it is worried. The country's spending for this year is at record levels, and it is possible that spending will surpass revenues and leave us in a deficit at the end of this year. That could lead to dire consequences for the country. Opposition leader the Honorable Roy McTaggart says that's why his side of the House refused to support additional spending plans in Parliament last week. We believe it is irresponsible for ministers simply to add to spending and that instead they should reprioritize and find savings to fund necessary increases in spending elsewhere. For that reason, all opposition members of parliament abstained on the spending votes. Several additional appropriations were brought to finance committee, with Mr. McTaggart noting that government may only end up taking in $3 million more than revenue than it expects to spend. My fellow Caymanians, it would not take much to go wrong for the expenditures to surpass revenues and the country end up with a deficit for 2023. This is not a situation I would have accepted when I was finance minister, and neither should the premier. Mr. McTaggart is urging government to find savings to cover the $68 million in extra spending for the year, which would take the country past a billion dollars in expenses for 2023. Speaking of finance committee. The result of the division is 10 ayes, uh, seven abstentions, and one absent. More than $2.2 million in additional funding approved for the budget item primary education services. The reason listed, to hire mathematics specialist teachers. Education Minister, the Honorable Juliana O'Connor Conley. That is the plan. And in fact, every minute that we're here and not voting on this particular vote is a minute more that we can't sign the contracts with those four teachers. We started a school about three weeks ago, so we've gone three weeks now without having them in the classrooms, but they are available to go once we get permission from this Honourable House, which I sincerely implore all members to support. This money will also be used to cover, quote, outsourced student services support. That is for the occupational therapists and the speech therapists that we're having to outsource. For Cayman Brat, we're having a difficulty for the past two years, in fact, getting a full-time replacement. I am happy to report that two have now been identified to go, and I'm happy to hear that because it costs quite a bit to not only fly them from Grand Cayman to the Brat, but it's an inadequate services to the needed special 
special needs um, persons within um, Cameron Brown. The appropriation was approved. Grant Cayman's 26-year-old National Development Plan is getting reviewed by the Central Planning Authority. Radio Cayman's Crossley Fuller reports. At the September 21st meeting, they were joined by representatives with the Ministry of Sustainability and Climate Resiliency, as well as the Ministry of Planning. For the last two months, a joint ministerial project team had been assembled to help the CPA with the development plan review process. Two documents have been noted, the National Development Plan Project Delivery Plan and two, the terms of reference for the Planning Statement Committee. Raising concerns about the, quote, aggressive timeline, the CPA chairman said the process must be done, quote, correctly. The board also expressed a concern that the process seems to be led by the Ministry of Sustainability when the Development and Planning Act places the responsibility with the Minister of Planning and the CPA and Development Control Board. The Ministry of Planning representative noted the concern, making it clear that the planning ministry would be taking the lead. The CPA then noted a potential issue with having a single project manager who was not with the Ministry of Planning. It was therefore recommended that the project be managed jointly by planning's Richard Milham and the Ministry of Sustainability's Simon Amos. The CPA agreed to this. The review was set to be discussed further at the following CPA meeting on September 27th, the minutes from which have not yet been publicly posted. The current plan dates back to 1997. The purpose of it is to help residents, developers, government agencies, and the CPA to establish goals, objectives, and guidelines for future development of Grand Cayman. I'm Carsley Fuller. And the meeting wrapped up with the CPA selecting representatives to join the Planning Statement Committee. That is your latest local news. I'm April Cummings from Radio Cayman's Newsroom.